CJAM 99.1 FM, your only true sound alternative in Windsor, Detroit. CJAM broadcast from the University of Windsor locally at 99.1 FM and to the world at www.cjam.ca. U Windsor Campus Police reminds you to always be aware of building safety and security to help prevent theft and break-ins. Always keep track of your belongings and never leave them unattended, even for a minute. If you see a stranger going from office to office, a person loitering for a long period of time, or somebody waiting outside of offices near closing time, you can report suspicious behavior immediately to Campus Police at 519-253-3000, extension 1234. Always stay aware of building safety and security on campus. You Windsor Campus Police is here to help you. My name is Weary. And I'm Weiju. And you are currently tuned into another episode of Apps and Sounds here on CGEM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Each week here on Apps and Sounds, Weiju and I like to pick two albums and dive into them. But sometimes we think the best way to get to know an album is to get to know the artist. So uh, today we are lucky enough to be joined by the band Kingfisher. Uh, do you guys want to just go ahead and say, hi, my name is and what you play? Sure. Hi, my name is Casey and I play the drums. Um, my name is Sam and I sing and play guitar. Um, we're two of seven. Um, so the other five of us um, aren't here right now, but they probably will say hello. <laughs> Yes, they, they send their regrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the things I thought would be interesting is to start us off, because I always love when there's a big group of people to um, kind of, I know this might be bad, but I, I used to really like personality types and stuff. So I have a list of seven different attributes or people, personalities, and if you could say who you think each person in the band would be that, sure. that role. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. So... Um, the first one is the adventurous. Well, maybe I'll just read them out first and then sure. I'll go through them again if you need. Awesome. There is the adventurous explorer, the analytical thinker, creative dreamer, supportive listener, the social butterfly, the organized planner, the humorous entertainer, and <laughs> the wise mentor. Cool. Ooh, awesome. Um, yes, maybe the easiest is to start with where you fit. I don't well, know. Well, the first one that stood out to me was the adventurous explorer, which I think. Are we assigning them to members in Kingfisher? Yeah, yeah. I think Kaysen, dude. Sure. What if we what if we went down what if we went down one at a time and then picked? Okay, okay, okay. I, okay, could, I definitely good. don't okay, yeah. remember it. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> Great but. game. This is an awesome game. Good game, good game, for sure. Okay. So the first one we have is the analytical thinker. Oh sorry, no, it's the an- adventurous explorer. Adventurous That's explorer. Right. Yeah. I'm down with Kaysen. I think Kaysen. <laughs> Do you want to give a reason why, Casey? Okay, yeah, let's say why. Casey is probably the most outdoorsy of us all. She's super into like camping. Um, she lived at this place called the Cabin in Ann Arbor, which is like almost a co- cooperative living living space. Um, that's part of this. It's called like the Voyagers Club. So, mm-hmm. and, get, and it's I, very outdoorsy. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. have ducks, and it's next to a river. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting the vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the next the, one we yeah. have is the analytical thinker. Probably Sam Uribe or, or Tyler. Tyler, the the bass. So Sam plays sax and produces a lot of it, and Tyler's our bass player. Um, so one of those two for sure. Yeah. They're both are they both majored in neuroscience, and they both okay. currently are, they are both <laughs> big brain both, stuff. Yeah, definitely. They're both currently working jobs right now that are in like neuro labs and stuff yeah. like that. So okay. definitely, that's pretty cool. Then there's the creative dreamer. Part of me thinks. 
oh well there was a better one for Callum I think there is a oh there yeah, was definitely a there was a better one, one for Callum, Callum. <laughs> yeah the creative um, dreamer can honestly be you it's probably me yeah for sure I mean you know I, <laughs> <laughs> it just fits Sam, Sam's yeah, got fits. the big ideas for sure not gonna lie when you said you I was like oh you me or the listener <laughs> <laughs> the listener for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of listener, the next one is the supportive listener. I would say maybe me or Connor. Yeah, I'd say Casey or Connor. Connor's our alto sax yeah. player. Both very supportive and wholesome. Yeah, that's the second alto sax player that I know who is wholesome. So maybe it's a treat. Maybe it is. Connor's so wholesome. Yeah, he's downstairs right now, and my I'm I'm living with him, and he has a uh, a mean cold right now. So oh he, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's, he wasn't able to make it. Uh, the next person we had was the social butterfly. That's probably Callum, I would say. Um, yeah. He's a trumpet player and guitar player. Very out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then there's the organized planner. Well, I think because like for a, a group that's as big as you guys, there has to be at least one person who's really good at planning. Yeah. Recently, I think it might be Connor. It might be Connor. Because he's it got the notepad. Connor. Yeah, he has, okay. he's been taking notes a lot for this He's been taking a lot of notes recently. I think yeah. other than Connor, I don't know. No other than really... Connor, Tyler, no. probably. But Tyler, yeah. Tyler, Sam, kind of. But um, mm-hmm. definitely Connor right now. Yeah. Okay. There's also the humorous entertainer. I was going to say Callum. Callum for that one. That's Callum. <laughs> yeah. Probably, definitely Callum. <laughs> yeah. The previous one, whatever the one we Social labeled butterfly. for Callum, is probably Casey or Callum. Okay. Cool. Interchangeable. Interchangeable for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great game. And the last one. Good game. Oh, one more. Oh. Okay, perfect. Oh, wait, did perfect. you guys get everyone? Was that a... <laughs> well, we wait, can, we, we can, can, can reassign, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the wise mentor. Oh. Maybe I also don't. Connor. <laughs> Maybe also Connor, yeah. Probably, we'll say Connor. Connor's a triple threat. Yeah. Quadruple yeah. threat. He's really getting all, he's the, a threat. all the stacks. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, he's just a threat. Just a menace. Good okay. game. Killer game. Thank you. GG's all around. <laughs> you guys did that pretty quickly too no no question thing that's always interesting when you have a big group of people or like a big band is uh definitely figuring out the direction and i know i don't know if you guys hate getting this question or hate talking about what's going on in the future but even when you think about the what's happened over the past year between releasing the album and also the transition in your lives i'm curious where you guys are all at now or what's uh, been up with the band and all the different members yeah i could speak for two of us right now callum and i callum the trump player um we're we're both still in school callum's doing his last year so he has one more semester after this one yeah, we live in the same house and we, you know, go to classes. I have two more years left. And so far, it's been nice. The rest of the band, minus Tyler, live in Detroit, which isn't too, you know, too insane of a distance Far. to mm-hmm. record and rehearse, which we've been doing semi regularly over the weekends when we can. Yeah. And I, I mean, in terms of the other side of things, like we said at the beginning, there's seven members, five of us graduated two of us like Casey just said are still in school and Tyler is currently in Chicago so that definitely makes things hard because you know we all lived within a few blocks of each other when we were all going to school together but yeah I would say that we are currently in the process of figuring out how to still be like efficient as a group with Mm -hmm. you know four of us are currently living together um, in the same house two of us 
by Casey's head is in, are in college and one of us is in Chicago. And so making that work um, is just kind of like we're still figuring out. Like we, we all moved like two a month and a half ago. So we're still figuring it out. But we're still like Tyler, the bass player who lives in Chicago, has made it out twice now, I think, and work. Um, right now, as a group, all of our efforts are kind of we've put shows a little bit on hold and are focusing on recording, which we have been able to kind of uh, navigate around the differences in like location and just have like Detroit kind of be the main hub in terms of where we all meet if we want to record all together or like you know Tyler can record bass or vocals or whatever in Chicago and just send it to us I, yeah. I think it's really been working well it has been working yeah yeah pretty well throughout this readjustment period do you still feel like you're pursuing what makes you happy oh definitely oh for sure yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely I mean I would say absolutely we everyone who has who graduated kind of a lot of their plans were focused around like this group um, and like how to make it work. I know for like a little while, we didn't know we were going to move to Detroit. Like I was planning, I'm from Chicago and I was planning on moving back to Chicago, but I think uh, we've all kind of tried to figure out how to make it work. And so, I mean, this is, I mean, I can only really speak for me, but I think, you know, I mean, I, I loved it. I love, you know, this group and like playing with it, writing with it, performing with it, whatever. And so for me, like, this is like, this is like the thing I do. And so, you know, I, I'm glad we've been able to make it work so far. Yeah. In the same way, like if I wasn't, you know, in school, which I'm glad I am, uh, this would be like the thing that I do. I also do kind of like how I was reading this interview you guys did about your live shows. And I know you put them on hold Mm -hmm. or on hold for a little bit, but how tears (laughs) are encouraged, but uh, not required (laughs) at a show. Um, And so even if just like in the context of maybe the last few months of different things happening. Has there been anything that's made you tear up? I always feel like transitions are weird for me and I always get really cry emotional. emotional. <laughs> really cry. <laughs> really cry. <laughs> really emotional. Um, so yeah, has there been anything that's been making you get emotional? Um, it was super tough when everyone in the group moved away in addition to like some other people that would sort of like hang out with everyone. Um, they all graduated and it definitely makes me like so much more grateful for all the time that I get to spend with them now, which is can be emotional in like a sad but also like super happy way mm-hmm. too. I don't know if anything's made me super sad in the last few months. I, w- I mean, I would say like Connor, the saxophone player, and Calum, the trumpet player, and you know, we started college together, and Calum is doing five years where Connor and I only had to do four. Uh, not because Calum's, you know, like fail the class or anything uh <laughs> he's just he's doing a dual degree so whatever t- who cares but um that was tough just in terms of like we live we lived together for three years and then connor and i moved and i know sorry to speak for you calm but i know calm had a tough time with that but it definitely is like i don't know for me it's the way i answer the last question is like it's definitely nice to still be able because i think a lot of people leave college and it's kind of like oh i'll see you sometime or whatever but we've made a pretty, at least like the people in the group and like a lot of our friends too, have made a pretty conscious effort to stay physically as close together as possible just to, you know, further like what we do. And a lot of our friends are like, you know, musicians or like artists or whatever. And so it's definitely hard to not be in the exact same space. You mentioned our our, our shows and how in a lot of our shows we had these like super intricate visual elements to it. And we had, you know, three of our friends work as like our visual team, you know, um, and that's been, you know, it's harder to do over Zoom and all that. But it's it's just been nice to like try as hard as possible to make it seem like it was, you know, last year, if that makes sense. But yeah, you know, I haven't 
cried myself to sleep every night thinking about it, but it's definitely, it's very, it's very nice. <laughs> I also find it interesting, at least from, from my perspective, because Chicago definitely seems like much more of a music hub than Detroit works. I don't even know if that's necessarily accurate, but is that how you found it too? I assume not since you guys are still actively going to Detroit and you prefer to live in. Um, I think I'm, I'm from Chicago and it's, it's definitely, there's way more, there's a lot more, you know, people I guess I don't know. It's just like a bit. It's like a bigger city, and it's. I think for us, like the choice of Detroit, at least for me personally, was that we had a lot of friends who had graduated before us and have moved to Detroit, and like they loved it. Um, and also, kind of going back to the last like three questions or whatever, it's very close. It's like 35, 40 minutes away from Ann Arbor, so it's far enough to feel. It's far enough to feel like we have graduated and we no longer go to college in Ann Arbor but close enough to be able to very easily get back if we need to. No, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. As we will start getting into the album, before we dive into that, one other question just wanted to ask is, when you think about the album as a whole, uh, is there some memory or something that really stands out to you about Grip Your Fist? That, you know, you consistently think of like, oh, this is what the album, this kind of encapsulates the album for me. When we finished the album, I remember... We all went to where Sam, Callum, and Connor lived, which is where I live now. And we like made the living room like super dim. And Sam had these massive speakers in the living room. And we all just sat around and listened to it. And we're like, oh, we're so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also like in that moment, we probably like everyone was probably thinking about all their favorite moments, like recording and being up at ungodly hours in the studio. just how it was really fun it was like our first try as a group to record together and not just like like write songs and i mean we started recording the album before casey was in the group and then casey joined and so like there's i don't know i think that the whole i don't have a specific memory but i would say like recording the entire album from start to finish was i think the first thing i don't want to speak perfectly but i think one of the first things anyone had really done in terms of like musically that was as original in such a large Won't extent because recording an album is like a ton of work like love you. Tell me the sweet
yeah, I think that that was probably the thing I like, took away from it most was just like for me the first giant thing I'd recorded that had so many steps, all of this, and we did it all our all ourselves. But a lot of it was just like very dare I say like a rewarding thing that I think if that hadn't gone well, I don't know how long the group would have survived for if it wasn't like fun to work together. And that group is none other than Detroit Ann Arbor-based band King Fisher. November 11th, 2023 marks the one-year anniversary of their debut record, Grip Your Fist, I'm Heaven Bound. We're joined by Sam and Casey as they take us through the album. And the first two songs we played for you were Intro, Shenandoah Road, and Annie. Shenandoah Road. I had to search it up because uh, I didn't know where mm-hmm. it was. It turns out it's a street uh, in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you were to take us to this street or the road, what would we hear or see or encounter? Who would we see? Um, Uribe's parents? Yeah, Sam Uribe's parents. That's where, that's where, well, not, not to dox the guy, but um, somewhere, oh, yeah. somewhere, somewhere, somewhere around that area is where, um, is where Sam Uribe's family houses. And so we were coming up with names and then I was just like, I don't, I really don't actually remember what, how we came to it, but I was just like, it would be nice to have a little, you know, inside joke kind of thing. Not um, anymore. But yeah, yeah you'd, you'd probably, you'd, you'd, yeah, not anymore. anymore. You'd encounter Sam Uribe's parents for sure. That's somewhere. <laughs> Do you feel like that was indicative of the intro of the record or is it just kind of a... I think at one point, I don't know. I don't, there was no real like deeper meaning other than I remember like I offered the suggestion and Sam would be like, that would be really nice. <laughs> and so, so like that would mean kind of a lot to me. But yeah, so that that's kind of the story behind the name. And also it's so wholesome. So yeah. I know that kind of ends up being a lot. Well, I don't know because I'm not in the band, but I, I, from what I've seen, it seems like a lot of it is very impromptu or, you know, just intuitive, almost just doing things that feels right. Is that how you guys also named the record too? Grip your yeah. Fist? Yeah. A lot of the names that we come up with, I would say are pretty in the moment, kind of like at the, like if we're rehearsing a song, it's just kind of like, oh, what's the name of this song? No one knows. And then we just make something yeah. random. <laughs> it, it really just stays. Oh, for this for this next album, there's a few songs that we've just been calling whatever name. And we know we, we have know to, we we know have we to have change, change them. They're pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I think with the last album, like the, the album name of that, it was kind of done. And like, oh, that's kind of cool. We can do that. Or, or like, um, what's it like? T- uh, Talis song mm-hmm. for John. That was, there was, mm-hmm. we didn't, I think that was the last thing you had like, made before we I think before we had added or before we like finished the full album and that was just one of one of Connor Calum and my roommates now kind of Casey's roommate uh John was our roommate and we were just like let's just call it song for John and it was a little moment <laughs> like you're already picking my brain that yeah, was because we we're gonna ask who is oh, John yeah. yes John. where is John in my living room right now <laughs> yeah, a very good friend of ours who is your favorite john that you know how many johns do you know it's interesting because there are a lot of names there are a lot of people with like three different names that we know john isn't one of them i can't really think of another john <laughs> i can only think of one john which if you were to see him oh. you'd be like that is if there was an, ever anyone named john <laughs> that's the that, john. it's him yeah, yeah. All the rest of the Johns, they should just change their name. The competition is already... They're not going to win against this John. (laughs) No shot. There's no shot. I mean, speaking of names, the next track 
is another name. The song Annie definitely seems like it's pretty personal. When it comes to a song like that, does it become harder to open up the concept to the rest of the band if it is something that's personal? In some instances, it's definitely way harder than others. I mean, just because it's like in some instances, but the majority of the time, like all of the be- people that are in the group are basically just comprised of like all my like best friends. So either they already know, yeah, you know, who a song is about or what's a song about whatever i'm gonna use connor as a good example like connor (laughs) i would say that i couldn't write anything that i would be pretty embarrassed for connor to hear just because i've known him for so long at this point Mm -hmm. not you know same thing really that goes for everybody but like annie i mean you know it's just you know classic little love song i mean i think everyone in the group kind of knows situations around whatever song but it's not I've, i've never been like
Reichenbach Falls. I don't know how you... Mm. I'm always kind of... I was like, I don't know how to pronounce this. And I listened to the song, but... Uh, we yeah. just say Reichenbach. Whatever okay, works, Reichenbach. really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's where Sherlock Holmes fell to his death. So yes, it happens it to be in yeah. Switzerland. I had to search this up because obviously I didn't know where this was. But mm-hmm. if you had a chance to rewrite this whole story um, and reimagine this scene so that it happens in Michigan or Ann Arbor instead of in Switzerland <laughs> and not in a waterfall, what would what do you think would be the demise of Sherlock Holmes? That is a crazy question. Um, That's awesome, great. awesome question. The only, the like the closest thing to a waterfall we have like readily available is the Huron River Dam. That's in Ann Arbor, which is probably only like twenty, even less than twenty feet, probably. <laughs> um, there are two really big bell towers that you could easily fall off of. <laughs> yeah, I'm like thinking. <laughs> I've been to Ann Arbor once in my life, but I haven't yeah, seen the bell towers. There are two. There, I get maybe like B list famously two Carillons <laughs> in Ann Arbor. Um, there's one on North Campus, and there's one just down the street from where we live. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I whatever. I'll second whatever Casey said. <laughs> second. That. That's also what I think about. Amazing. So. Because since we're going consecutively, I'll just say this is a quick one. But do you know where your talus is? Talus? Yes. Um. Oh man, I'm pretty sure <laughs> when I, I looked it up at one point, and it's something to do with rock, maybe. Um, what I remember, what I remember most about that is that. Oh man, John, the song for John. Um, when we were when, when we were recording the album, he was super deep into playing. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and there's a little monster or a big monster called Talus and so I don't remember if that's how we did it but I remember that being a fun little coincidence Um, okay because I was thinking of like the Talus bone in your foot is there a Talus bone? yeah there's like the there's a Talus what does that bone serve what function does that bone serve good question I I, like maybe it's like your appendix it's the appendix of the foot. <laughs> it's the appendix of the foot. Yes. It serves no purpose whatsoever. So it's for John because John is just useless. That's so sad. Okay. But you know what I've been hearing? You know how I feel, Daria. You're gloomy. I knew I could talk to you, Daria. You're always miserable. Tragedy hits the school and everyone thinks of me. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. You're listening to CJAM 99.1 FM, your voice of the underground since 1983. Attention CJAM listeners and alumni. Exciting news. CJAM is celebrating 40 years on the FM dial. As we gear up for our big anniversary celebration on November 18th at Art Windsor Essex, we need your help. We're creating a special slideshow to commemorate our 40 years, and we need your CJAM photos. 
Share your memories by emailing them to info.cjamfm at gmail.com. Once again, that is info.cjamfm at gmail.com. Let's make this celebration unforgettable. Weak at the knees Holy hell, you and me Can hardly speak Moments ago God damn, I'm alone You're haunting me
song we're playing for you now is one I love. It's called Holy Hell by the band Kingfisher and comes off of the album Grip Your Fist, I'm Heaven Bound. It was released exactly a year ago. And to celebrate, Weezu and I caught up with the band. Well, two members of the band. It's a big group. And are playing through the album with them. You're tuned into another episode of Absent Sounds. We are going to jump back into the interview. The next thing is uh, holy hell. So, you, what does your personal hell look like? Feel like who who is there and what are they doing? <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, is I went up. first on the killing Sherlock Holmes one, Sam. So I think. What is my personal hell? Yeah, I got like? a brainstorm. Um, oh man, my personal hell consists of just annoying people. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it. Um. That is pretty tough. Annoying people primarily are awful to deal with. But in like a, you know, it's it can be fun to be annoying. That's mine. What's yours, Casey? Mine is probably the same. And I could imagine Sam and I having the same people. <laughs> Do you have like a, a specific yeah. thing that will, if anyone does it, it will like automatically irk you? If someone, sometimes if someone will be like clipping their nails, it can get on my nerves oh, or something. Um... Is there anything that really ticks you off? Like a pee? Talking. Just, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing. No, I just talking. Uh, pretty easy going. I don't know. When you know, you know. You know? Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes I think it's also just if certain people do it. Like, it's not Anything annoying until right. they do. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. For sure. It depends on the person. Yeah. 
Most of those, I'm pretty sure almost all of those voicemails um, come from Sam Uribe. There was always kind of like an idea to have like a little soundscapey section to that song. And I think Sam was using it. We're, we're Sam and I, in case in our, we were sound engineering majors. And for Sam's, I think, maybe final project for a class or something, he had to record. And so that was the first song we recorded for the entire album, I think. And it kind of gave us an excuse to start recording, just cause, just to have something for him to use for class two. I think Sam, we had recorded the entire song. And Casey was not not in the band yet, so Cal was drummer. Cal played. played drums. Yeah, Cal played drums uh, for that song, and basically he just took it, and then we kind of forgot about it. And then I remember we were like, "Oh, we should add a little cool soundscapey voicemail sounding thing." And then Sam just kind of took care of it and made it what it sounds like. So I think there's voicemails from his mom. I don't remember. That's definitely one of them, though. I don't. I don't remember the rest of them. There's a lot. There's a lot of them, though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can't really hear a ton of them. Yeah. But um, okay. Yeah. Do you guys tend to be people that keep save like save voicemails for a long time? That's funny because the other day I someone texted me and was like, "Oh, I, you know, I tried to call you and leave you a message, but your voicemail was full, and I or whatever it's called, like your inbox." So I, yeah. 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 Um, like went and like listened to all of them that I had and there were some from like family members from like years ago like probably five years ago and I was like it's so nice to hear these but I guess I don't really need them <laughs> but there were some that I listened to and I was like oh, I have to keep this it's so sweet but in general I feel like leaving like a voicemail is almost like I don't know people are like if someone doesn't answer their phone they'll just text them whatever they would say over voicemail which are much easier they're not as memorable i guess because everyone gets tons of text messages mm. all the time for me um not really i remember when we i mean i feel bad but i basically never answer my phone all that much you know like everybody <laughs> does and so like my you know my parents or sisters or whatever will call me a lot and they'll you know either ignore it or i'm not able to answer it um and so i'll get a lot of voicemails um and Decline. then yes and a lot of time it'll yes of all the time no just kidding no, yeah he's not kidding though. i'm not but um if they are listening to this i'm sorry anyway that's my bad guys um but they they'll i mean they'll always leave stuff and honestly i almost like i like 
click on it, wait until like the whatever AI is able to read what they said, read it, and then not listen to it. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of an insult. I'm sorry. And then I did decide whether there, there, and then if I want to answer the phone or not. But if it's just like, hey, just checking in or whatever, I'll just be like, uh. <laughs> I'll call you later, mom. Cool. Sorry. Yes. Wow. But I always call back at some point. Um, that's yeah. So I guess the answer is no. But for when we were recording, when we were recording, and we had yet to figure out exactly what voicemails were going to be in there. I remember like looking through mine, like saving up like mm-hmm. the ones that were good, mm-hmm. um, or not good, but like, you know, like <laughs> wholesome and usable. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Um, I don't actually, Casey. Are you from Michigan as well, or are you from another state? M- myself. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm from North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much snow they get in North Carolina, but I was gonna ask if uh, what what activities did you guys used to do? Like for snow days at school when oh, you were younger. Oh, for snow days. Um, well, basically anytime it snowed, even if it was like an inch, we'd get a snow day because it like everyone freaked out. They're like, it's it's so unsafe to drive. But also, we didn't have as many like snow plows as you did, there are in Michigan, so that makes sense. Um, I had this really huge hill in my neighborhood that sometimes would just get really icy because the snow would melt and then it would refreeze in the morning every time it snowed. And we would sled down that for as far as we, for, for as long as we could until we could like go up mm-hmm. the next hill. There was also this woman's house whose name was also Casey, but she was very old. Um, and she would let us build ramps on her steep driveway that we would sled over. And my mom would cross country ski, but I could never fit into the skis. But that was really funny because it never looked fun because you go so slow. <laughs> you just, like, yeah. walk, you're just like walking. Struggle walking. With, like these enormous things on your feet. Yeah. That was what I, I would do when it snowed. Um, you too, Sam? I, I, it was rare for me to have a snow day, but when I did, uh, you know, I'd have a great time. There was, there was one time in second grade that there was this huge blizzard in Chicago. <laughs> and we, I was about to say I, but I wasn't driving. Um, my family and I were driving back to school and it was so bad that there was a ton of um, cars. There was a lot of people who just left their cars in the middle of Lake Shore Drive, which is, but we, we somehow got back and then it was like five days of no school. And so, you know, I was going to just like hang out, but my mom was like, you could make so much money if you shoveled. So that's what I did. Wow. Invest yeah, in Bitcoin. I, I, I was a bit of a mogul back in the day. Yeah. Get it? Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Grip Your Fist, definitely one of my favorite tracks. Um, awesome. And I, I feel like even just the title always gives off this feeling of, you know, I'm going to grit my teeth and I'm just going to go through it even if I'm really stubborn. Even if the, the track doesn't necessarily sound that way. But uh, I guess I would just... I'm, I'm curious if you guys, when you're working on the album in general or when you're working on music, if you ever get really stubborn or if there's a adamant about something, you know, being this way, um, even if the rest of the band were kind of just like, no. <laughs> I would say in terms of recording, it's pretty rare. In terms of recording, and we have like a song that we're recording, it's it's pretty rare for us to get into like a super disagreement about anything i would say um there could like usually probably come from like connor or alto saxophone player he'll be like oh this is a corny part or whatever like this like we should you know change the part or whatever um but that's just like in terms of recording like there's there's never really been like a huge disagreement when it comes to writing songs that's when we usually get like we never like but heads or anything but um it definitely yeah. is there's way more contention i guess um yeah there's just seven of us and there's mm -hmm. all there's input from everyone and it's not it's not rare that like we all feel the same way about a part but it's less common than like oh i like the way this sounds better yeah. than i like the way this sounds and yeah but yeah we, we that's mm -hmm. we always we always it. figure okay. it out yeah, like Sam said, no one ever, no one ever butts heads. It's just like, why do you like, why, why do you like the way that sounds better? It's like, it's, oh, yeah, that it's makes very sense. Much like, it's I like, agree. Yeah, it's kind of like model UN when, when whenever okay, we write like a debate. song, it's always like a debate too, and it's like, <laughs> how, oh, can you convince me that this part is better or whatever? And so it's a lot of that. But we, like Casey said, we always, we definitely always mm -hmm. come up with something we're all happy with. But yeah, if I'm being, there have been plenty of times definitely. where I've left the rehearsal wanting to like just. Rat, like cry in the shower because it was so frustrating but at when we go back to the next day for rehearsal or whatever we always figure out the song and it's fine but yeah it's, it's, it's yeah we we have this tendency of like everyone ex tries to explain things like in a rehearsal and, like oh this is how i understand it and it's like completely the opposite way that like someone else may understand it and that's always when I get so confused. I'm like, well, which way? How do I? How do I think about this part? How do I count this? We're like trying to figure out just like a single measure. Oh, oh my just gosh! Play it over oh, and yeah, over for like, again. For like an hour and a half. We're just focused on like how do we make this sound a little bit cooler or whatever, whatever it may be, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, oh well, maybe we try not playing on this beat, or maybe mm -hmm. Calm, you stop playing or whatever. And then it's just like this unbelievable unfortunate plethora of ideas yeah. that just doesn't stop which is great it's the you mm -hmm. know, best part about the band but also is absolutely the worst part yeah so. it can be unbearable but then we always pick the one that <laughs> okay. sounds the best and then it sounds awesome yeah. and then yeah. you're like so i'm so glad that you went through that yeah definitely mm -hmm. okay yeah because i was even curious how do you know when to stop if, if there's just so many ideas coming at you i think i think we're pretty good about trying every idea in the rehearsal which is why it's so arduous mm -hmm. like sam said when we when we get really particular about things and it's awesome that everyone has a couple ideas and we try all of them and then like when people either run out of ideas or like they aren't satisfied with the last one that was proposed and so they're like okay what if we just like tweaked it a little bit more we're like okay that sounds great mm -hmm. and then if no one else has another idea we're like we'll stick with that one we usually I would or say... go, ba go back to one that we thought sounded good there's there's yeah. a, i would say a lot of times 
whenever we get stuck on these little, little moments or whatever, there's always there's always kind of a moment where like, okay, we found it sort of a thing. So like for Holy Hell, that song took a little while to figure out just because, you know, it's it's like mm-hmm. it's complicated and there's all these parts and, you know, all this. And like we didn't really know how to transition from like, like I guess the beginning of the song to that, like, to like the loud part, I guess we can just call yeah. it. And Cal, and it took us a while to like figure out what would happen, like what, Mm-hmm. what would make sense or whatever and then like you know callum the trumpet and guitar player he um he was just like what if we just you know here's like a riff kind of thing and so you know we were just like okay cool that's perfect there's yeah. definitely there's definitely other ones that i can't think of oh oh like the um sorry um we're recording this we're recording this new song for the album and by far it's the most like it was at least the most complicated song like we couldn't figure out how to do it there's like fifty five thousand different sections and uh we were kind of like i'd i'd written the first like two minutes of the song and um as a group we're like it's not you know it's not done we need to find a way how to like finish it Mm -hmm. or like different sections or whatever um and then connor and casey this is your new place casey and connor and casey um just kind of started we were in the middle of like a disagreement kind of thing and we we needed to take a break oh my god this is so frustrating and then casey and connor we're just kind of like playing this idea and then immediately like, okay let's just that's what this should happen next yeah that is the new section um so a lot of stuff like so sometimes it's just, just like super easy yeah yeah, yeah sometimes it's super easy yeah we're gonna when we yeah. listen to it <laughs> no no that was a good answer i was gonna like, say when we listen to the the new stuff we'll be like oh is that this is the one that they were probably arguing about mm. because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can hear um, us all fighting in the background <laughs> yeah in the background yeah yeah, we got two more tracks to go through. So uh, almost there. Cool. We got for Heavenbound Home. Um, I was wondering if you in your home or in any space that you inhabit, what are three things that you always always have, or that you know anyone will typically find in your room? Casually looks across the room. Um, um. The first thing that came to mind was this this picture of my grandmother that I have. Um, that I got from her when I was in like middle school or maybe early high school and it was this like beautiful like wooden frame that like like old frame that like came out of the wall and this like canvas picture of her and when I moved to Michigan from North Carolina I was like I, I have to have it. it it has to still be in my room so I got like a print or my dad got a print of it for me and that's I've had that in my like in any room I've had for like maybe six years now which is nice. I'm looking up. She's right above my door. Nice. What else do I have? Um, probably like a like a guitar in the house, I guess. Some you know musical instruments, definitely, mm-hmm. and good vibes, mm. probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like chill vibes. Yeah, I don't know. This is hard for me. I'd say um, things I always have. I think a lot of my friends know this about me that I I really like being in my room and you know like watching TV and movies without anybody ever interrupting which is just I have a proposition for that... your third item okay. can of coke can of coke killer yeah. idea yes Casey uh, <laughs> always, he's always, always got a can, can, of coke. can of coke always I've always got a can of coke always 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 and no stomach always, no stomach lining always <laughs> have a can of coke probably not at this point I don't have my stomach is impervious <laughs> point i hope it's not a um blasphemous to say that we've never tried coke before wow that's pretty that's just kind of crazy that's interesting how have you had like a cola drink like a pepsi 
No, the color just doesn't appease me. Like it, I'm very like color. Yeah, brown. I can't. <laughs> you should get. Do you like any sodas? <laughs> I do like ginger ale, Canada. Yummy. Dry. <laughs> okay, for sure. I'm down with that. Yeah. And grape. Fanta. Fanta mm. is good. So it's fine. Mixture that's purple. Of all the drinks. Purple yeah, is a I nice color. It's cool. That's purple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's really interesting. You should really break that streak though and <laughs> well, try one. It's yeah. so goddamn good. Also, but I was going to say coffee. We haven't had coffee either, so it's oh, the same interesting. kind of the idea. Yeah. Tea? That is. <laughs> I hate tea. Yeah. It's internalized racism. I don't like brown <laughs> <family. laughs> Okay. Okay. C J A M. C J M. 99.1 FM reaching higher ground in Waiwiong Tsinam, Windsor, Detroit. Save the date. CJM is celebrating 40 years on the FM dial this coming November. Circle Saturday, November 18th on your calendar and plan to join us for an anniversary party for the ages at Art Windsor Essex. Stay tuned for more details or visit us at cjam.ca for more information. You're tuned in to another episode of Apps and Sounds here on CGM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. We are going through the album Grip Your Fist, I'm Heaven Bound by the band Kingfisher, which is one of my favorite albums that came out last year. If you're just tuning in now, no worries. Go and play the album from top to bottom and celebrate its first birthday or go and pick up a vinyl or a cassette they got some new prints out which is super cool and uh yeah we'll jump back into the interview okay, it works it winds up do you think i'm pretty the your question about oh that. yes okay because i don't do you think i'm pretty it feels like such a vulnerable thing to ask somebody and so i know this is a bit of a vulnerable question to ask you guys so if it's uh you can pass if you don't want to ask or i mean answer this um but when you were growing up, did you feel pretty? Do you, did you feel comfortable in your skin? Um, did you think you had pretty privilege, or did you feel like an ugly duckling? <laughs> I don't know. There, I wouldn't say I was like a person that generally felt pretty, but maybe I would get ready for some event or something and be like, "Huh, I'm I mm-hmm. I could see that other people might think I'm pretty." But yeah, no, no, yeah. I totally get what you mean. Yeah, um, I would say that. I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of like being insecure with how you look or whatever, I think everyone has that at, at some time or another. And that's definitely not like an exception for me. Like, how could I not be insecure when Connor the alto saxophone is playing saxophone? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. I think, you know. But do you think with guys it's, it could be a little bit different too? Almost, I know it's not always. I do think sometimes it is a little with bit guys? different too. Oh, def. Oh, definitely. I I, I would say so. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I would I would I would assume so. I mean, I'm definitely like I know. Like for case example, like you know, getting dressed up, whatever. For me, like if I really dress up, I'll be like, oh man, <laughs> I like, do so look <laughs> more attractive than I did not <laughs> wearing anything. So, but for me, yeah, it's never yeah. been like I bet people find me, you know, attractive. It's more of just like a yeah. fingers fingers but crossed, people, you know. I went people through all like this. that are out there. They like leave the house I and they like rock it. Yeah, look yeah. at me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess one nice thing, if you could say one nice thing that you like about your yourself or like your 
You're, so like for me, I really like my fingers. I have long <laughs> fingers and I've always liked that about my, mm. my body. Mm. Yes. The vanity hour, the, feel free. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, perfect, perfect, perfect <laughs> for <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Casey? I would say I, I think I have like, mm, <laughs> I'm a very, very tall person. Uh, I'm a, I'm a taller lady. Yeah. Uh, um, I kind of have a similar one in terms of like, there was one time my mom said that my hands look great. I don't know what that means. But she's like, you have the hands of a pianist.
first question was, does it like represent that time period for Kingfisher? Uh, I think like definitely. Um, like Sam was talking about earlier, it being like probably one of like the first larger like recording projects that any of us had ever individually done. For me, it was like the first time meeting all of like my closest friends and like developing friendships with them <clears throat> and like a musical relationship because it led me to do tons of other things with music. Um, just like with Sam, with Sam and with Tyler. That was more of a personal answer, but I yes, I do think it like creates this picture of like what we were all doing at, at the time that we were recording it. definitely represents kind of like the start of what i had been trying to do at least in terms of the album because like i'd met i'd met connor and calm at our college orientation and i remember we were like getting i don't know lunch or something we like first met and they're like oh so like, what are you trying to do i was like oh i'd love to like be in a band that's you know or like try to being in a band like that's a kind of like arcade fire with like a lot of people and that kind of thing and so i don't know somehow i've you know been able to get to that point at least and uh i think that album was kind of like the first time for me at least that I've been like actually able to do what I wanted to do in terms of you know recording but yeah yeah it definitely represents I mean like we recorded over like a year maybe and that was you know a very informative year in terms of like all of us and like knowing each other we met Casey like Casey said Inside you, drink a fire. 
And the last part was uh, about how do you think it'll fit into the larger narrative of Kingfisher as a band? I hope people think it's our worst album. <laughs> you know, you know, like, I hope that, yeah. like, people are like, oh, like, I mean, I hope people think it still sounds good, but also it's like, wow, look how, look how far they came. They've come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of all of Kingfisher, I mean, we're planning on recording this next album, and then I, we're planning on, you know, to keep going. And I think with the first album, like I said way earlier on, I think if we hadn't recorded it, there wouldn't have been something out there that we'd released or anything that would have like kind of proved that mm. we were a band almost. Because mm-hmm. um, like we could, you know, have all those songs or you know have ever many songs and not like have them out there. It feels like it's not very real. Um, yeah, and so I feel like when, once we did release, I was like, oh my god, like we're kind of like an actual thing now, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I think, in terms of its place in the future of the band, I'm with Casey. I think like this next thing we're recording, I think should we hope you know we'll be able to do some things better. Um, and yeah, I mean, I hope people like the album <laughs> and continue to like it. But if they prefer other stuff we make better, yeah. that's fine with me. Or if they don't like it, what you know, that's cool too, I guess. <laughs> you can die. I was literally <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kingfisher, and you're listening to CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. <laughs> That was Kingfisher. It's funny because I'm still laughing over this whole conversation. Even as I was editing, I've been laughing. Um, as fun as it sounds to listen to, it was even more fun to interview them and to speak with them. Thank you so much, Sam and Casey, for being on the show. And uh, by extension, the rest of the band for the record or the music for agreeing to be on Absent Sounds. And yeah, hopefully we'll see them at a show. Hopefully we'll see you at one of their shows too because they are such a phenomenal group and can't wait to hear the rest of the stuff that they put out. We're going to keep it local since Kingfisher is from Michigan and we're going to go this time over the other side of the Detroit River playing a Windsor favorite. We got Willowbrook for you. I love their stuff but we're gonna play uh, some songs from where's sorry what's the forecast which came out in 2022 gonna start off with the sun's reprise august rain and uh, then i'll catch up with you later Showers come flowers and 
Those two songs were The Sun's Reprise and August Rain by Willowbrook. You're tuned into Absent Sounds here on CJAM 99.1 FM. And for the first half of our show, we were doing an interview with the band Kingfisher. 
They are an amazing group, and November 11th marks the one-year anniversary of their debut record, Grip Your Fist, I'm Heaven Bound. But also, November 11th also marks uh, the start of something equally as exciting and special. It's uh, CJAM's Fall Pledge Drive, which is starting at noon all the way to Saturday, November 18th, ending at noon and I know we're a little bit early with this show but you can definitely start donating now if you want to hear more great shows featuring local acts like Kingfisher and Willowbrook in fact Willowbrook was at the CJM Higher Ground Festival and for us to be able to put on great events like that to play incredible local artists and showcased musicians from around Windsor, Essex, and Detroit, and even around all of Canada and Michigan. I don't even know. Just anywhere. Lots of cool underground stuff. Please do support CGEM because without funding, we can't do a lot of the great work that you hear every day. Keep an eye out also for our 40th birthday on the FM dial on Tuesday, November 14th. There'll be an open house. And then on Friday, there's a pledge drive show at Villains. And Saturday is the big, huge birthday bash. You won't want to miss it. Please be there. Promise? Because I'll be there. (laughs) And uh, I would love to see you all. But in any case, thank you so much for tuning in and for being a loyal listener. We're going to end off our show today with two more songs. We got Mr. Weatherman and Bless the Thunder by Willowbrook. Thank you so much for tuning in to Absent Sounds, and I hope you have a great afternoon, good evening, or good night, wherever you are. Catch you next week. Bye.
Like thunder.